Hey, Keith here with mindofmodernman.com. Back here on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We've taken a little bit of time off to really discover what it is, what is the focus of Mind of Modern Man going to be going forward in 2020. We're still going to be guys in their 40s telling stories about living life, but we're going to slant it towards pop culture. And so we have a new direction here, a new way that we are going to focus Mind of the Modern Man stories, and that's going to be really towards pop culture and society and how men in their 40s really focus on that. It's my opinion that we deal with pop culture way different than the generation before us and definitely the generations before that. We are still going to the movies with our buddies. We are still into fandoms. We are into video games. We are watching cartoon series, animated series. We are reading books and looking at magazines and online and playing games and doing all these things that have a tint of pop culture fanaticism to them that our fathers didn't have and that their fathers most certainly didn't have. One of the biggest ones for us, obviously, if you are a continuing listener or reader of Mind of Modern Man, is our love for Star Wars. So, of course, our first podcast back with our pop culture slant to it is going to be about Star Wars. John's going to be joining me again from California, and we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker, not just in a review of the movie itself and what we thought of the movie itself, but where is this as the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, which has streamed our entire lives? Um, our entire 40-plus lives have had Star Wars in it in one way or another, and we are going to discuss how Rise of Skywalker fits into that as the conclusion, our thoughts of the movie itself, our thoughts of the entire saga, and how it all fits into us. We want to thank you guys for listening. It's going to be an enjoyable time. I really hope that you will then join us in the comments of wherever you are listening to this or on our social media at Mind of Modern Man or visit us at mindofmodernman.com and leave us some comments that way too. So let's forget about everything else right now. Let's go into the world of Star Wars and let's talk about it. Into the mind of the modern man. Let's go. All right. We are going to get into this conversation. Rise of Skywalker, the Star Wars movie. It's been out just before Christmas, so that by the time you're listening to this, we're probably just around Groundhog's Day, maybe. Um, so it's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it, that's your own fault. There's going to be spoilers here. We're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about all the things that we felt as we watched this movie, what the experience was like watching this movie. And then we're also going to talk about how it fits into the Star Wars saga that is our life. Um, so we're going to figure all that out, and I am joined very friendly by my friend John, all the way from out there in California. Johnny, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, KP. How you doing, buddy? I love the Coast to Coast podcast. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know how many of these there are. I wonder if we have a, a badge in that sense. Uh, I'm guessing that it's done a lot. Okay. Because there's like a zillion and a half podcasts, and there's no way that they all live in the same town. Well, you know, a man can dream. I know, I know. Not only that, I mean, we do this, we're on two different coasts. I like the Yankees, you like the Red Sox. Yeah, are you wearing your Yankees hat right now? I am. We're FaceTime. Okay. This is, folks, this is the first time ever that we are doing a FaceTime as we podcast. We're trying to use as much as much technology as possible. Yeah, tech galore. Right, which is also um, kind of a uh, part of Star Wars. So, you know, we try to segue into these things. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about what we feel about Star Wars, about how the original trilogy especially is so special to us. We talk about um, the way that the prequels were okay, 
and we talk about our love when The Force Awakens came back, and then we talk about how much we differ with The Last Jedi, um, and now here we are with The Rise of Skywalker to bring it all home. So what we're going to do is, John, I think if this is all right with you, let's talk about The Rise of Skywalker first. Let's get all those spoilers out there, what we like, what we didn't like. Let's talk about it as men do, and then... Um, <laughs> We'll talk about how we feel this is as an ending to the saga of our lifetime enjoyment of all things Star Wars. What do you think? Yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack here, but yeah, let's 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 do it. It took me weeks to figure out if I even like the movie or not. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, so this is great, and and, and it's a great launching point too because um, I feel like I liked it off the bat, and then there was this slow kind of decay. Of of what, what the more I started to think about it, the more I started to think. Well, you know what? I don't know if I liked it. Have you seen it more than once? No, I only saw it once. How about you? Me too. I saw it only once, and, and I'm dying to see it again. It's just, of course, having little kids and all these different things in the holidays and yeah. the sickness that comes with every winter that we have. <laughs> we were that, both sick. <laughs> that, that that didn't happen. So I haven't yeah. had a chance to go back and see it. However. I have some, uh, Matt, one of our fellow modern men, he went and saw it the first night and was eh. He was feeling eh about it. Did then he, he went and saw it a couple nights later Yeah, and said it was a totally different experience and he loved every minute of it. Fascinating. And he's a Last Jedi fan. He is because he's a Ryan Johnson fan. Okay. So we've talked about this on a way long ago podcast. He yeah. actually asked us if we could watch the other Ryan Johnson movies so that we could give him a chance. <laughs> um, but but yeah, he does. He And he did like it. But it was interesting that he it didn't hit him emotionally. This movie did not hit him the first time. It took him the second viewing. And I think that that is actually going to be a powerful thing because I want to go see it for a second time because I was trying to soak in every second of this movie as it was playing in front of me yeah. that I never like took a minute to be like, oh, okay, well, now I'm feeling this. I didn't get a chance. I was like, just, what's next? What's next? What's next? Right. And trying to get to the end. And I think that that's that's what's interesting about, and and J.J. has done this in a lot of his movies, in his Mission Impossible movies, and in Lost, and Star Trek movies and stuff, and it's great for the experience, the roller coaster ride of watching a movie. You're like, wow, I'm going from one thing to the next, and and you're riveted because you don't have time to think about what's going on. That's uh, it's great in the moment, then, but then the, the the second you start to think about a movie, which you and I talk about, like I love to. Th- think about movies i love to get into the characters and and their motivations and stuff the more you start to think about that then you start to lose it, it, it then it becomes very uh, a very shallow tale uh an adventure yeah. which is great which is what i wanted from you know like uh, all star wars movies but then i think when you start to think about motivations you start to think about where people are it starts to get kind of thin i don't know if you felt that at all I did, and and I felt there was so much going on to it that you yeah. did, again you, you didn't have the time to let anything kind of sink in for the right. most part. He yeah. gave some really great weight to a few moments that allowed you to have that. True, um, and we'll talk about those moments. We can skip around. I don't want to go chronological in the movie. No. Anyone who's listening to this has already seen the movie. Um, I guess brush strokes. If you go from the major brush strokes, I liked this movie. Okay. I like where it sits in in Star Wars lore. I think yeah. I like The Force Awakens a little bit better than okay. I liked this movie. I'm I definitely like this movie better than The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. And The Last Jedi, I think, was probably my least favorite movie of the Skywalker saga beyond the, the prequels, which we'll talk about on the second part of this podcast, too, yeah. about 
you know, the prequels and all that. But I liked JJ had had a lot going in front of him. JJ had a lot of challenges. So while our heroes had all these challenges that they had to deal with in the movie, JJ's challenges were astronomical as well. Seemingly insurmountable. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he had to end this saga that we've all been watching for 40 years. He had to give justice to as many characters from the past as he could. He had to find a way to get the new characters that we've met in this newest trilogy to a place where they all belong. He had to introduce a couple new characters, which I didn't necessarily feel we needed. Nope, I agree. And then he had to give fan service to the fans who wanted something. He had to try to get to something to those fanatical Star Wars fans who feel they know better than the creators as to what (laughs) should be in the movie. So he gave them a little bit of that. And he had to like try to right the wrongs that so many people feel Ryan Johnson created in The Last Jedi. So he had this like crazy amount of to-do list oh and then oh yeah make a movie wait you forgot one piece yeah uh he also had to satisfy disney well kathleen kennedy was sitting high up, up upon the whatever yeah and and making sure that it was right and that ron howard wasn't waiting in the wings to come in and take over <laughs> you know um, we got ronnie over here he's chomping at the bit yeah you know Not and that so it, she talks it, like that that's terrible that you hey you know sometimes that, th- that was the intern it wasn't kathleen kennedy i swear um but there was so much about this movie that i did like um as opposed to the last jedi there weren't any moments watching this movie that took me out of the movie and made me start thinking oh god what the hell except for one one moment i had that exact reaction when was that when when ben and ray kiss at the very end yeah, and then you're like, wait, whoa. I'm like, uh, what the fly? What the, no. Yeah. Like, we, didn't, we didn't need that at all. We didn't need like, that. I think it was did, part of the checklist. Like, you know, like, well, we need that Han and Luke. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Han and Luke. Whoa. Han and Leia. Different movie. By, uh, that Han and Leia kiss scene. You know, we needed that, that kind of connection, which I think everybody was hoping for in The Last Jedi, but uh, it didn't happen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but like, it was weird when that happened. I was like, okay, all right. You know, in, in the theater that I was in, people started clapping and you heard some cat calls and stuff. So oh. it, it, it almost talks to like, you know, different goals for a movie. I've, <laughs> I think that I've never been... I've I've never th- when you kind of like bring yourself back there and to your earlier point there's never been a, a greater collection of different ideas and goals and wants and needs for a movie I think that in in ever in movie history than than there were for this episode nine. Well, and it's you know this is the same guy who had to create the finale of Lost. Yeah, <laughs> and and try to answer all those questions in forty minutes, and it was the same thing. He was like, "All right, crap." This is the last movie that we're gonna make, based on the star on the Skywalker saga here, as they tie it all it. up. How the hell, you know, th- how do I do that, and how do I do it well? Now you can tell this was done by someone who likes Star Wars. Yes, you can tell this was done by someone who grew up as a fan of Star Wars, and that's what JJ was. It's why I trusted him going in, um, and you know, as opposed to, and you've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, Ryan Johnson saying, "I don't make movies for the fans." Yeah, JJ was like, "Oh hell yeah, I do." Yeah, so um, you immediately have very, like, that right there is a, a very, it's a big problem. Right, and so with all things that are happening right now in, in modern pop culture, 
they are hearkening back to anyone who's in their 40s <laughs> to things that we in- were interested to us when we were 15 <laughs> years old. So all of, all of um, you know, cartoons are back that we're making our kids watch are the same ones we watched just redone. They're redoing yeah. all the TV shows. They're redoing, pod- they're making podcasts of the shows we watched 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> um, you know, the West Wing Weekly is a great example. West Wing Weekly is a fantastic thing that covers this show that happened 20 years ago. And it's now just crazy. as popular as the show was. Yeah. Um, and so you never get to forget anything. You know, I work in the wedding industry as a, in the catering world, yeah. and the the wedding parties are immense. There's 15 bridesmaids and 15 groomsmen on both sides. Good lord! And I'm like, how? You know, it was never that way. And one of the reasons for that is you're never allowed to lose touch with these people in your life anymore. You can't. So the people in their 20s and their 30s have been connected to these people via social media, via the internet, whatever for their entire lives. No one ever falls away. No one ever disappears. So the person you were friends with in high school, you never get you never get to lose touch and see if it's someone that you still want to be in touch with. Good and bad. Which you and I lucked out. I mean, how many people would you say were your close friends in high school and how many people do you still talk to on a daily basis? Oh my a daily basis? Yeah. Like, I'd say one. Yeah, me too. And we're yeah. talking to each other right now. <laughs> right? So that's, you know, Daily but is hard. that doesn't that doesn't count, count. And so now Star Wars with yeah. all these things and all these new things like you're just there's no way to ever forget it. It does it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. And now here he is. And so he says, "All right, what character can I bring back that we haven't seen yet that can be the <laughs> ultimate big bad yeah. who can be this person that brings us together that can answer the question who was Rey in a way that no one has guessed yet?" Yeah. And Boom, we get from even the very first, I mean, we talked about it in the podcast about the reveal of the the trailer. Yeah. Hey, there's Emperor. Yeah. The Emperor was right there in the first trailer. Ian McDermott comes out. He laughs to the crowd. Do your voice. It's always good when you do the voice. Roll it again. Yeah. See, genius. Um, <laughs> you know, you have all these moments, and, and so we knew it was coming, and- he started the movie out. He was like, "All right, Kylo Ren's gonna kick some serious ass for a minute because yeah. he's got he's got to find the piece for his flex capacitor to be able to find <laughs> where it is that he's gonna go." And he ends up in this weird world. Um, and there's the Emperor, kind of like hanging off some mechanism. I and mean, it was very Voldemort. It was very yeah. like the first yeah. Harry Potter when Voldemort was just this little thing on the back of the guy's head. Yeah, you know that's kind of like the Emperor that we had. We had like zombie Emperor on a machine. Yeah, barely alive. And right away, he's like, oh, by the way, I created smoke. It's like, okay. So you, JJ, check. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you see that little box over there's like a bunch of like Snoke that were in that box, like, and they're all like, uh, like with their tongues hanging out. Why is that a thing? Anyway. I don't know, but it would be funny that like if, uh, you know, on the, on the DVD, there's like these little hashtags pop up and it's like, hashtag solve that. (laughs) You know, like JJ gave us, gave us the answer to that. (laughs) Yeah. Resolution number one. Yeah, and, and then Palpatine's like, "Go and find Ray." Yeah, I, I need Ray. Well, and and I think that, and you had started talking about this before. What we got in the Rise of Skywalker was a series of MacGuffins. MacGuffin for this, they have to you know find this, like these wayfinder things, which you know they had to invent for this. Go find this. Yeah. Then once you know, once you find that, then you found for sale the at Galaxy's Edge at Disney World now. Yeah. <laughs> the MacGuffin chase is on, you know, and which is great. Again, you know, it's great for a, a roller coaster ride, but then it doesn't really like kind of leave you with um, a deeper plot or, you know, for, right. for what's going on. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I thought that, you know, it was just MacGuffin after MacGuffin. And the first 20 minutes really felt like 
a catch-up movie for J.J. Like, this is what J.J. would have done if he had right. done episode eight. So we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're yeah. going to set up all these pieces. You know, he's like, all right, like this that. is now my chess match. And, you know, uh, Ryan moved all these pieces where I wouldn't have moved them. So I'm going to move them back over here, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, and so that's why it was almost like that that uh, that light speed, uh, the hyperspace jump. It was like, we're here, we're here, we're here. You know, it was, it was almost like it was... I mean, that in a sense, that was kind of very meta for them to do that. Like, it's right. kind of a reflection of a reflection. Um, we're going to do all this, and we're going to jump here and just make sure that we set up all this stuff. And that's with Poe and Chewbacca together. Breath. Yeah, yeah, which right. was also kind of like, all right, now it's, you know, it's Chewbacca just like with the, uh, he's kind of like an Uber driver. Yeah, so, he comes you know. with the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. It's like the so. Lego set. The Lego set, they always come with Chewbacca. Any, any, any Millennium Falcon that you get comes with Chewbacca. It, there might be a different pilot, but it comes with Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> you want the po- yeah exactly. Step in, you know. Hi, I'm Poe. You know. Hi, Speaking I'm of, let's, Chewbacca. Let's jump right right to an emotional moment. You know, yeah. we're talking about experience, the things that you want you want to experience something, right? Okay. So Chewbacca, I think I said to you on the drive to the movie theater, you hadn't you were going to go a couple of days later. I was driving there and I called you and we were talking about what we were hoping for for this movie. And I said, if they kill Chewbacca, I'm going to be freaking pissed off. <laughs> I if they kill Chewbacca, I'm going to be so pissed. And then there's yeah. that scene where they're on the planet. Um, what I forget. It's got some long P name, the planet. I, I haven't like had time to like learn all the planet names yet. Yeah. If there were so sense. many. Yeah, yeah. It's like Pasana or something like that, which I, I think, think was like. I think it's pretty good. I think and they're it. doing like a dance to a Lin, Mar- you know, Lin Manuel Miranda song, <laughs> which it was. It was a Lin Manuel Miranda song. He wrote it. Oh, he wrote that one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They're all dancing around. It's like you know, it's like Mardi Gras and Pisana, and um, <laughs> they're walking through and they're having a great time. And then they they find the ship. They find this old Sith dagger, which C three PO is not allowed to read because of his programming, which. You wouldn't think there would be that kind of programming when the guy was created by Anakin. I know, like when Anakin was, was a little kid. Wait, who? Um, somebody put the Sith block in there for him. Yeah, it's yeah like, I know. So at some point, at some point, they put like <laughs> the parental controls yeah. into C three PO. He got uploaded with with Netflix parental controls. I like um, where they were going with that, but I really feel like once you understood what it was, you're like, oh, okay, nah, nah. So, um, you know. So they have all that, and then all of a sudden Chewbacca gets captured, and then Ray sees the ship taking off, and you're like, oh, my God, they can't believe they captured Chewbacca. And then here comes yeah. Kylo Ren. You're like, oh, crap, now she's got to face Kylo Ren. And she's like, no, I'm going to pull down this entire freighter. Yeah. And she starts grabbing at the freighter, and you're like, holy crap. Like, all right, so this is – she's strong. Like, Ray is strong. This is, like, an incredible amount of strength that she's going to do. But it right. kind of makes sense. Then Kylo's like, no, 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 I got this too. Hang on. And then he starts pulling on it. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm strong, too. I'm strong, too. Yeah, I like, can pull right. laser beams. I'm like, are these guys both going to pull this down? Like, Rip are they just going to crash this? And then what's... and then all of a sudden, electricity flies out of Ray's hands. Right. Hits the, the transport ship that Chewbacca is, quote, unquote, on. Yeah. And the thing blows up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you have, like, this wave of two different emotions to me. First, my first emotion is, son of a bitch, I predicted it. <laughs> Chewbacca just died and I'm pissed off and secondly like whoa Ray's got force electricity yeah like power like I've seen it twice the pe- the emperor has it and Yoda has it y- Yoda doesn't have electricity he didn't use it in the prequels no it was kind of like this wavy thing it kind of looked like like rippling water oh you know what he did he caught he caught it 
somebody else's electricity and sent it back. Yeah, he, he's like much to learn. You have, you know, like he was able to catch the electricity. All right, so that's all right. So we, so then, well, then I'm just totally messed up. Thank you. No, no, you got so it. So it's the emperor, right? Yeah. So, so right. it's right. It's his first little little tip Wink. of yeah of like, hey, you want to yeah. know? You do you do you get it now? <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> what did you feel at that moment? Like, what did you think? I mean, I always had a, I always had trouble with her um, being too powerful too quick. You know, um, it's you know like you accidentally summon up a lightning force lightning, and then you kind of have to suspend it and be like, okay, I, I guess that's powerful. It makes her seem more like an overcharged battery than someone mm-hmm. who is learning how to develop skills and you know grow. So I think that that's the. That's the part that I have trouble with. And whenever they do stuff for her character like that, it takes her out of the realm of, like, I could be a force wheeler for the casual viewer. It's like, okay, well then, you know, she must be somebody's kid if she's this powerful. And 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 again, like, I didn't mind that aspect of Last Jedi. Like, oh, she's a nobody. She's learned how to do it. Hey, that's cool. And then then the minute that she did the force lightning, it's like, okay, well, hold on. What, what's going on here? It was It was too much you know, too quick. And, you know, I don't, for me, I was still worrying. I was still bothered by the fact that the, um, the Knights of Ren were just kind of standing around, lurking around, <laughs> you know, like, Oh yep. no, there they are. But they're not interacting with everybody and they're not well, doing the, the anything best, cool. <laughs> the, the thing is like, everyone's like, we finally get to learn about the Knights of Ren. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Here to, they to come. Which, <laughs> to which, to which I'm saying is, what do you mean? Finally? I didn't know who they were except for a flashback in the force awakens. Right. Like it was like literally like a dream sequence of like lightning, and right. they're like, "Ooh, Kylo Ren's got eight buddies," and yeah. everyone's like, "Yes, we're gonna learn about who those were. We're gonna learn their backstories. We're gonna learn about how they can do things, and they've got all these special skills. They're like the A team of the Sith. Like they're just gonna go and do all this." And I'm like, "Why do you care about these eight guys? They just like are cool guys in armor." Yeah. And so like, in I don't know, were they in a video game at some point? Were they in a book at some point? Which I'm like, why do we care who the Knights are? And then when they show up, I'm like, oh, they're kind of just like the posse. Yeah. Like they're, they're like, you know, in, in sync was Justin Timberlake and the four other guys. These were the, <laughs> these were the other guys. What a great reference. Right. Like this yeah. is the Knights of Ren. So they did, they just kind of stood around. They were like, oh, and then later in the movie, they're like, no, no, we're badasses. We know how to fight. And, and Kylo Ren, who has since become Ben, yeah, looks at them and shrugs. He's like, "Yeah, not really. I'm gonna kick all your asses right now." Yeah, I mean, he they put up a good fight, but they, but what was different between the Knights of Ren and those Red Guards in Snoke's mm-hmm. chamber? Basically, they're somewhat trained, but they're not Force. They didn't seem like they were, you know. Uh, and let me tell you something. Something that's bothered me ever since the Karate Kid. <laughs> if, if you if you are a group of people, and you want to beat up this one guy. Yeah. Stop taking turns. <laughs> You're 12 people. All go at once yeah. and you've beat him up. <laughs> yeah, if You're they done. all take out their things and just kind of jab him, like right. he's got no chance. He's not going to like, you know, I got you, got you. What was that one scene from, uh, was it The Princess Bride? Where they were yeah. fighting all the swords, and all of a sudden it was like, tick, 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 you know, and yeah. he touches all the swords. <laughs> you know, and he's like, okay, we're, we're done. And, and that's the point, you know? Like, I guess that's it's, the one thing. But it's thing. like every, um, you know, it's every Bruce Lee movie. There's yeah. 710 ninjas, and then there's Bruce Lee. But they yeah. all take their turns, and they all get their asses kicked one-on-one. Like, if you all just <laughs> attacked at once, Bruce Lee's done. 
He it's video make a game movie. mode. Yeah. The only person who could beat you all at the same time is Chuck Norris, and he wasn't in this movie. He, so, Chuck Norris was not in the movie. If he was, you would have just laid down your weapons and said, that's it. Right. But no. So, you know, I... I You've you've mentioned before, and I, you're you're not alone. A lot of people feel Ray was too powerful, too fast. To me, I kind of likened it to uh, the first Spider-Man movie when all of a sudden he has all these powers. Oh, that's cool. And and he can just like he jumps and like goes boom, flying, and he jumps. He doesn't have to learn how to jump really high. He just has that power. I like that. Ray, that's a great. Ray reference. has these powers within her, and. Ha- isn't closed off to them. Ray yeah. is a different personality. Luke had the powers in him, but he was closed off to it. He never thought about it. He never tried to do anything or was put in a place where he had to do anything. He was being taken care of by wonderful Aunt Beru Farm and Uncle Boy. Lars yeah. before before they became Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like we had all of these moments <laughs> so where dark. Luke didn't have to do these things until, you know, use your force, Luke. And he's like, shoots, shoots the thing into the Death Star. And he's like, okay. Ray had these powers within her. Yeah. And was open to the fact that they could come out the way that Peter Parker was open to the way of all right, I'm going to figure out how to do this. Um, so to me, it wasn't that bad. But when I like that. the when I saw the Force Lightning, I was like, okay, well, if she's related to the Emperor, that very easily explains why she's so powerful. Because okay. the Emperor was more powerful than anyone we've ever seen. It yeah. also brings you back to the Last Jedi when Luke looks at her and says, "I've only seen power like this once in my life." And we yeah. all assumed she was talking about he was talking about Ben, or that's yeah. I, but he m- might have been. He could have been talking about, about the Emperor. Yeah, that's and so really he saw point. in her that kind of power. So I'm like, all right, now that starts to make sense. Okay, this is why she's so powerful. Okay, this is who she's related to. Checkbox, checkbox. Yeah, that's good. Ha- hashtag JJ solved it. And I think, <laughs> I think you bring up a good point. I think that like we're now living in the Marvel era. You know where yep. I mean, you know where you know we expect things to be ruled in a Marvel sense, but um, and and this is this is why I think that even though you know you know Ryan Johnson is a you know you can consider him a good director, that you know when you when you go to direct a Star Wars movie, you you have to sit in that universe very comfortably, right? right. You know, and and I feel like when you start borrowing from the Marvel universe because hey, people are used to that now. That's the thing that kind of tweaks the mind the melon a little bit like at the end when uh, mm-hmm. the emperor used his his lightning thing it was it was like something out of thor you know and his lightning right. only seeked out you know the the rebel ships and like all of his but, millions of star destroyers yeah. were fine and that was after the rebel ships pulled uh, an end game yeah exactly you know like, where like we raised down Oh, Poe's like, we can't beat them anymore. There's not enough of us. There's not enough ships. And then Lando, I was waiting for Lando to say, on your left. On your left. <laughs> but he's like, how about us? And then it's like, here's every ship that's ever happened in the Star Wars galaxy ever. Yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And then you're yeah. supposed to be felt filled with this. Like, and when I th- you and I have talked about this. Like, when that happened in Endgame, sorry yeah. uh, if there's any spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Endgame by now. Um, but uh, when that happened in Endgame, I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up with Marvel. But holy crap, emotions! Yeah. You're just welled oh, yeah. with all this thing because you're the, the way that they they wove the stories together, and you're invested in the characters and their struggles and and how they've developed as characters. You know, in that that classic you know um, uh, uh, hero's journey. You know, like mm-hmm. they can do it again 
and again and again and again. No matter how many times you see that hero's journey, like we love it because it's slightly different in every way. But right. um, but yeah, but I don't, I didn't get that same moment, you know, from Lando's thing. It might have been because it was in the trailers, you know, to your earlier right. point where we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming, so it's it's not like we were super surprised by it. But I wasn't, I didn't get that kind of feeling, you know, uh, f- from when all those ships showed up, and and it's not like it really turn the tide and and like we like it did for end game uh, that's the best part that's the best part is that you know like here's your end game moment here's every yeah. ship here's the ghost here's the millennium falcon there's b wings there's y wings there's yeah. is that the mandalorian ship who knows there's all these people <laughs> who could be anyone and then oh, the emperor's like no 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 see like, what happened was i just took the life from ray and from kylo ren i'm now a full bean just like voldemort did by the way yep and I'm going to now destroy your little endgame moment, and I'm going to win again. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm the only person powerful enough to do that. Right. Um, and, and again, it was a holy crap. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, here's this moment. They're all coming. It's like, yeah, rock on. And then Emperor's like, no, you're all going to die. And Yenub crashes his ship and blows up. And you're like, oh, my God, this is not going well. Right. And, you know, and you I loved that about that moment yeah. that it was like, all right, here's the end game moment. We all saw in all the trailers and we all have dissected what ships are there. And it's like, Oh no, 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 not the end. JJ's like, ha, 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 no, which I uh, like, I'm, I, I don't yeah. want to like guess things. I don't want to say, Oh, I know where this is going and right. then have that happen. You know, you want to be surprised, not to the extent where it's like, Oh, you know, like, you know, gotcha. You don't want gotcha moments, you know, like right. that's, that's not okay. No, but it was a cool moment, you know, and then it allowed the ending part, um, where Ray is now really the last, the last grace that can happen to save the rebellion at all. It yeah. set that up, like, and that's how they went. Did you hear that uh, there were supposed to be uh, actual visuals of the ghosts? Uh, you know, like Anakin and Obi Wan and everybody at the end there for her instead of just I the did. voices. I did, and I'm glad it didn't for a couple of reasons. Okay. First of all, let's. I have the list here. Of what? For anyone who's listening, I wasn't sure of who all the Jedi voices were. I have a list. That's cool. Uh, we heard Obi Wan. We heard both Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. That's kick ass. Uh, Yoda was there. Frank Oz, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, Anakin as Hayden Christensen, Qui Gon Jinn as Liam Neeson, Neil Neeson was there. Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson. We heard yeah. Ashoka Tano, who everybody loves, voiced by Ashley Eckstein from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, we heard Kanan, um, Jarrus from Rebels. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. He was in there. Um, a couple other ones that we had: Ayala Sakara, who was in the Clone Wars and had a brief moment in um, Revenge of the Sith. I like that character. Uh, I don't know why. Luminara Unduli, who mm-hmm. was also in the Clone Wars and uh, Revenge of the Sith, and Adi Galia, who was also in all of those as well. And they brought back all the original voices from the cartoons. One funny thing: so this Luminaria woman, yeah, she's voiced by Olivia Diabo. And when I looked that up, I was like, wait a minute, I know that name. Why do I know that name? And I went and looked it up. It's the sister from the Wonder Years. Wait, what? Karen. Yeah. Like Fred Savage's sister in the Wonder Years was the voice of Luminaria Unduli, the Jedi. (laughs) I I was like, that's so cool. I I love the Wonder Years. Yeah. Uh, You look her up. Beverly, it's Olivia D. Apostrophe A B O. Fascinating. I like the Wonder Years. But the reason, but that all that, when I was looking that up, is I'm glad that we didn't have to find an actor that looked like Kanan to play Kanan's ghost. And we didn't have to find Ahsoka, uh-huh. and we didn't have to find... like So we had these 
Because if I think that would have taken me out of it. If I saw Samuel L. Jackson and I saw Ewan McGregor and I saw Yoda and I saw all these people, I love that Kanan from Rebels mm. was included in this. I absolutely adore that fact. And I would hate if it was actually Freddie Prince Jr. made up to look like Kanan. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Kanan's a cartoon. I don't know how to do that in real life. And I I think that it would it would take away from that moment. Good point. But it could have been it could have been like ethereal in the background where we got like Hayden Christensen and and you know um, and uh, but yeah and then how are you gonna do Alec Guinness unless you bring up some footage from right. it, it it's possible I heard that they were working that up and they had to take it out but I heard it was because of it being shown in China and oh, the, right. the fact that it's politically incorrect to show ghosts in China or something like that this may be a conspiracy theory I'll have to look into it more but that's why. It also would have it would have been a meteor moment. It would have had to take a lot more time, and and it would have been like, like because I I guess I mean not but but it would have been such a visual like yeah concophony of craziness. Like it would have been something that I don't know if it would have been as powerful as just Ray hearing the voices. They are in her as opposed to seeing them. They are in her. They are part of her spirit, and they are going yeah. from there. What do you what do you think about uh, and I don't mean to jump around. What do you think about the very end where she took on the name of Skywalker and she ignited that yellow blade? What do you think about that? I like that scene. Um I like the scene a lot for the two sons being the bookend from the first movie. Yeah. Um you know, coming coming to that. I like that Leia was standing next to Luke and that wasn't the whole parade of every Jedi that has died in the entire saga. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, I don't know if she needed to bury the lightsabers. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that leads to a new movie at some point. Yeah. Some, you know, Indiana Jones finds them. Who knows, like, what's going to happen. Um, Please don't do any more Indiana Jones. But, but, you know, so I, I like, but I like the book end of it. It was a bit schmaltzy. I mean, the part, the old lady's like, what's your name, Red? Yeah. What's your last name? I'm like, yeah, what are you, a does? census taker? <laughs> Who like does it doesn't that? matter. Like, who you never pass that? someone on the street like, hi, I'm Keith. Oh, yeah. hi, I'm John. What's your last name? <laughs> it looks no. like something out of Spaceballs. What's your name? Barf. Your full name? Barfollomew. Right. Like, let's not let's not get crazy about that. Um, John, I think what we need to do is we've been we've been yakking for about a half hour. Let's go ahead and take a break. Cool. Um, let, let's talk about our friends at uh, Chill Boys and see what's going on. Um, and then we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about this movie and how we feel it all ties in with the rest of the Star Wars saga. All right. We'll be right back. All right, John, I just want to take a couple minutes since you're here with me. We're going to talk about our new friends at Chill Boys. Chillboys.com is a fantastic, it's a newer website, and they've got lots of great stuff, especially for the modern man. They've got boxers. They've got sunglasses with cool, like, wood frames. They've got all kinds of cool gifts like flasks and mugs and things like that. And they have T-shirts, too. When we're talking about podcasts and and uh, pop culture and how they all mix together into our lives and they've got some really cool t-shirts at chill boys uh john what comes to your mind if i say callahan auto oh uh tommy boy okay uh channel four san diego uh, oh san diego oh the um oh i can't say it um but yeah the, the f u san diego um uh, uh ron burgundy anchorman yeah stay yeah. classic the chubbs peterson memorial golf tournament oh um Oh, it's a deep dive on this one. God, I, um, I want to see. It's not Caddyshack. Um, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, there you go, Chubbs. And the All Valley Karate Championship. Oh, come on. Karate Kid. 
There you go. So they've got T-shirts that have all that kind of stuff in it. They've got their own logos. They've got their own sayings. It's really cool. But the thing that they're most known for and the things that they've reached out to us for is their new boxers. Um, and they sent you and I both a pair of boxers. We all got our own. We don't have to share them. Uh, which is good, but they sent us their performance boxers as well as a pair of their bamboo boxers. Now, this may strike you as a little odd, but actually they are the softest things I've ever seen. Now, I haven't tried mine out yet, John. It hasn't been laundry day. I haven't washed them yet, but you have. So in like two sentences, tell us about the Chill Boys boxers. It feels like you've got nothing on. It's like so, it's like silky smooth. But you know, it, it, it's it, there, it's weird. It's like this cooling sensation too. I don't want to, you know, like boxers aren't like this big thing for me, but honestly, they, they were great. I, I really liked them a lot. Yeah, cool. Like you have nothing on. Like, like I like it. You have nothing on. Yeah. Stay classy, San Diego. Um, we have a full review up on mindofmodernman.com of the boxers that we received. Again, thank you so much to the guys at Chill Boys. We hope to be working with them a lot future. And for now, back to the discussion. All right, we're back. Uh, so we talked before the break about voices of all these people from our past, characters from the past that we got to hear uh, in Ray's head. But there's also a bunch of new characters, and I'm just going to go on the record. Um, I've said this before, but I wasn't really all that excited about having new characters to have to carry about, uh, care about. Uh, it's kind of the way I felt with Rogue One, that I watched this entire movie of characters in my world that I loved so much that I couldn't care about because they were all going to die in two hours. <laughs> so now we've got these new characters, and you know, some of them were like, interesting, some of them were cute. You know, there's that Dio robot, which really, there's like one character they have to put in every Star Wars movie that the kids will buy all the toys of, right? There were the Ewoks, and that gave us the Porgs, and that gave us BB-8, who ended up being cool. Yeah. But now we've got Dio, who really served no purpose whatsoever in this entire movie, other than being something to buy. Yeah. Uh, and something they can you can build in Star Wars land in uh, Disney World eventually. And to be able to say, you know, like, oh, no, 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 thank you. You know, like, he knew his boundaries. Okay, right. very good. It, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it was voiced by J.J. Abrams, so it let J.J. Really? be a character. Yeah, it let, <laughs> no. it let J.J. be a character in the movie. Um, J.J. was D.O. Any characters that you thought added to the story in a great way or characters that you thought were kind of cool and wish there could be more of or characters you were just like, eh, whatever? No, I'm right there with you on that where um, I can't ever remember the new character, um, the horseback character that Lando was talking Jaina. to. Jaina. Yeah, um, like, and there was like a big push for her. Um, uh, and to your point, th this is the last movie. We're not going to see anything. There's no right. kind of, you know, like promise. Ooh, I wonder if she's going to get her own series. Here's another case of a secondary carrier character coming in, uh, filling a role, which is great. Almost um, tertiary. Almost, almost tur yeah. Because you, you've that. got the main characters in these, what people forget, and this is, I think, some of the problem that we're having with this newest Disney trilogy is that this trilogy is about Ray and Finn and Poe right. with a sprinkling in of the characters from the 70s and 80s. People right. wanted to see another three movies about the characters from the 80s. Or with them more involved than them being secondary characters like you're right. talking about. Right. And then you got the tertiary characters where we have the Roses and we have now yeah. Jaina and we have these other characters that are kind of on on the, the side. Now Jaina, then they give her this weird backstory that apparently she is Lando's daughter, illegitimate daughter from somewhere. See, like what is the point of that? 
Yeah, there was like this little wink nod at the end of the movie that was just like something extra that we didn't ask for and we didn't need. And right. you know, like, oh, yeah, they were stranded. No, they were stormtroopers that defected just like Finn did. So right. apparently, you know, there's like this isn't the first time that a stormtrooper was, was rebelled. OK, interesting plot line. But there wasn't enough about this character that that was on display within the movie that you wanted to care about. You wanted to follow. You wanted to know something else. If anything, I was like, wait, space horses like riding. Like, why did they? They need space horses why can't you know well that was and that again that was the star wars the primitive will win against the machine force fit though it was definitely a force fit you absolutely know? but it was the ewoks defeat the empire right yeah it was that's yeah. that's what lucas always liked right like that you know right. like even the, all, all i'll tell you you know um i forget what uh, example he used from some of his earlier movies you know the kurosawa films that he likes or um but yeah there was there was that the uh the lesser evolved people, um, because mm -hmm. they can band together with a good cause, you know, they're gonna they're gonna win in right. the end. You know, right. here we here we go. With Those cagey underdogs. Yeah, space horses. <laughs> but and, and they put the they put the line in the movie. They're like, "Well, turn on the sensors to see what motors, sir. There are no motors." <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, it's because it's the Magnificent Seven. We've got we've got people attacking on horseback. <laughs> shun shun dun dun. <laughs> I'm gonna ride my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna fly like the space no mo. Yeah, they're just like cruising through town on their horseback. Um, so Jaina, I'm with you. Jaina yeah. didn't need her. Didn't the only purpose of Jaina was that yes, there are other stormtroopers who have defected. Yeah. Yes, there are more than two people of color in the universe, and three that someone had to bring the horses. Yep. It's so it had to be her. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. And then um, my other thing is, you know, J.J. Abrams loves to give jobs to his friends. Such right? as? Oh, yeah, like Dominic Monaghan from Lost. Dominic Monaghan. No reason. Like, I think at one point he just yells, Rose! Well, no, his also, his other thing was the, the Holdo maneuver. You know, he was like, w w why don't we do the Holdo maneuver like they did? <laughs> that, that's not how he talks, but no, that, yeah. And then someone good. had that to, was... then someone had to retcon and say that was a one in a million shot. There's no way that they could do that again. And you're like, oh, no. I think that was just a slap in the face. You man. just want him to like hold his hand up to the ship and be like, not Finn's horse, <laughs> not Penny's boat. But yeah, so he gave him a little love. He gave the lost <laughs> Hobbit guy a little love, and then he brought his. You know, the first lost thing JJ. <laughs> the, the, the big thing that JJ started his first big moment was uh, that show Felicity. With, oh yeah, with, yeah, and and so they're like, all right, well, I want her to be in the movie too. So I'm gonna make her this like rocketeer-looking character named Zori Bliss. Right, and if you think about it, to your point about the the new characters, what role did she really play except for just turning down Finn? Or, I'm sorry, Poe. Like, Not you know, her. So her role. Yeah. was to explain Poe's past yeah, right, in right, right. one conversation. Right. So everyone's one... like, who is Poe? Where did Poe come from? JJ's like, I got this. I got who this. Who is this I'm dashing gonna, rogue? I'm going to bring Felicity in. I'm going to dress her up out of something <laughs> out of a Ralph McQuarrie painting. <laughs> Which and, was and, really um, cool. I love the outfit. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like, I kept waiting for her to blast off somewhere because she yeah. looked like the Rocketeer. I mean, it, yeah. it, that's very much what she looked like. And, and uh, Disney was like, ooh, cross-promoting. Rocketeer. Remember that movie? <laughs> we'll bring it back on Disney Plus. Rocketeer um, too. Um, you know, so they they gave her that job was to say that Poe wasn't necessarily the the most conscientious of men his entire life. That this... he was a drug dealer. <laughs> right? No, was he a drug dealer or like? Yeah, a well, that's smuggler. what they call a spice runner. 
a spice runner in Star Wars land is drug dealing. Oh, that's see, and I appreciate that. I always thought that like yeah, like spice like from the mines of Kesso was something right. that like only the roguish of rogue could accomplish. So, you know, like we we fur we further have to identify him as the Han Solo character here. You know? But <laughs> exactly. this Han Solo character isn't loved by the ladies. He's turned down by the ladies. You know? Yeah. It's like <sighs> nah. Okay. All right, poor Poe. And then we've got Babu Frick. <laughs> another to to your point about Dio, another cute mm-hmm. little character that we can throw in because of something else that's completely unnecessary that we need to find out. Three PO cannot decipher Sith sabers or daggers, so we must reprogram him, reboot him, so he can say, "I'm just looking at my friends one more time." <laughs> Very nice. Very good. That accent was way better than than the Lost Hobbit. That was very good. Yeah, I was trying to do like an Australian English. Now his thing is he. That was to me when I think about Babu Frick. They're talking about this great mechanic. This guy, only one person can do this because, of course, in the whole galaxy, there's only there's always that one person who can do whatever. And he's like, I know this one place we can go. I'm gonna have to see my ex girlfriend. It's gonna be awkward, but we can go because there's this guy Babu, and you're expecting (laughs) Babu to be good. And then Babu is a hamster. (laughs) <laughs> and, you, and you're like, Babu! okay, so, so this is a size matters not moment, right? This is a um, fool you by my size, do I? You know, like this is that kind of moment. Now, Babu does, does he's the one who, who caught on to everyone. Now, no new character in the Star Wars galaxy is going to catch on because Star Wars hit the home run of all home runs with Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. And so now we've got Babu, who kind of hit for this one, Um <laughs> You know, they were expecting Dio to hit better because if you, I mean, you went to the stores, Dio was everywhere. There was just Dio mania. And he's still there. He's still on the shelves because once we watched it, everyone wanted Babu Frick if they were going to buy anything else. Even Babu Frick, like, like I can't, I'm glad you remembered his name. Uh, Like, I I might have heard it once, but I I don't think it has anywhere near the same sort of sentimental value that uh, Baby Yoda has. Like, Baby Yoda just electrified the fan base. All right, so we've got these new characters. All right, fine. They've been talked about, and now we move on. And we go back to our secondary and our primary characters having to come to an end, having to come to some kind of conclusion. But what I liked about it is that – what I like about movies is that your life doesn't stop when the movie ends unless you die. Right. Um, And so I like that kind of life just stop. we just stop watching at a certain point. I like shows that do that. And this kind of did that in a way, but a lot of people got their kind of moment. So C-3PO, we just talked about, that moment was actually quite touching, where where he sacrificed himself for the good of what they had to do. Right. Um, But, you know, so we've got these other characters that we're going through, so they have to say, well, what are we going to do with Hux? Because we kind of made Hux a big deal. However, we're not really dealing with the Empire. Oh, and we gave that new Imperial guy, I don't know who he is, but all of a sudden he's a big guy. Yeah, what was his name? Don't even know. Didn't care. Didn't register. He should have been in Rogue One. It didn't matter. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so for the Hux, record, by the way, I, I didn't have the same trouble with Rogue One as you did. Like, yeah, like I know you did. For me, right. it was like Titanic. I'm like that boat's going down, you know, and I want to see how everybody does, you know, when when it goes down. You're like, yeah, I didn't like Titanic. You, you know, know? and again, we're, we're going to talk about Rogue One. We're gonna we're gonna podcast Rogue One <laughs> because a lot of Rogue people One, are talking about is, it. Like it's really like like now that after this trilogy has gone by, Rogue One is now yeah. seen as, wow, actually that was really good. People are coming out Be- and saying that because it's in my universe, and in my universe, I want to care about people in the long term. True. Okay. And I didn't know I didn't know their past. I didn't know their 
don't care about their future or their their current present yeah. and there's no future yeah so like to me i was like ma i'm not wasting my time i got too much time trying to figure out who bobo frick is <laughs> and, and i didn't I gotta... care i didn't give two you know two you know <laughs> right, right, about right. bobo frick. Right. i didn't freaking care about so bobo like what are we frick. gonna so they're like what are we gonna do with hucks we got to do something oh, yeah. oh he's there to help them not because <laughs> oh yeah not because right. i forgot about him yeah. being the mole that's right, right. and it's not because mm -hmm. he mo, wanted to help mo. the rebellion mole 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 <laughs> and it it's not because he wanted the rebellion to win. It's she just hates Kylo Ren that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, I mean, stretch. Like, yeah. Like he's like he's like. All right, listen. Palpatine's <laughs> around like Voldemort. I've already seen this. I was in Harry Potter. Like I understand how this works. But I want Kylo Ren out of here. So I, and th then they're like, all right, now how do we get rid of Hux? Oh, we just shoot him. It's it's like the three amigos. It's like he yeah. shot me in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's dead. And tell Supreme Leader that we found the mole. The Hux is dead on the floor. Murray, Meanwhile, Murray. everyone is at Endor, right? We end yep. up on Endor. Hey, it's the third Wait, movie. We should it... go to Endor. Yeah, was it... <laughs> you guys like Endor, right? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go to Endor. Go, let's go back there. That's where we met Jaina and her horses, the former stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, and they go to the wreckage of the... The Death Star, which we saw in the trailer, which was like, okay, very cool. Because the Death Star cool. has always been a character in these movies. Yep. And you're like, all right, so the first three movies, we had this giant planet-like thing, that uh, space station that could destroy planets. Then yep. we go to the newer movies, and now we've got a planet that can destroy other planets. And then the Emperor is like, no, 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 no. I like to take big things and I like to make them small. So now all of these carry all of these star destroyers have that same weapons on them. <laughs> what did they start blowing up? Like, uh, did, yeah, because didn't he start blowing up another planet with these? He uh, did. Yeah, yeah. And because looked, it's not not Star like Wars until ones. we blow up a planet. Yeah, we got to blow up a planet. Which again, like when you think about the the resources of it, like you don't have yeah. to do that. Just like anyway, that's a that's another discussion. All I entirely. want is a shark with a freaking laser beam. <laughs> We're quoting a lot of Austin Powers today. Maybe that was their inspiration for Rise of Skywalker. Maybe. Know? So so we're there. We're, we're there on Endor. Um, With a laser. They have their big fight, and it's the big moment that was kind of ruined because it's been in every scene and every clip and every trailer we had that Kylo and Rey were going to have this big fight in the water on the wreckage yep. of the, you know, imposed there yelling, Rey! Or no, that was Finn. A Finn, Finn, right. And he's yeah. like, I meant to tell you something, but I haven't. <laughs> that's He has two lines. One is to run. I'm sorry, that's yeah. not even a line. And then the other one is, <laughs> yeah. And then to just like, with his mouth agape, like, Ray! And yeah. Ray's like, dude, quit shouting and my name. It's distracting, okay? Best Finn moment is he walks by Rose and just pats her on the shoulder and keeps walking. <laughs> Which is another retcon. It's kind of like like <laughs> JJ saying, like, I like, I, you know, I see I see your character and I have to keep her here, but I, I can't use her. Sorry. He, he's, like, he's like, listen, that night was fun, you know, but sometimes <laughs> things just happen. It's not you, it's me. I'm about to go save the universe. You're here with the Lost Hobbit. Like, you figure out what you need to do, and we're going to move on. I saw this thing on the internet. I'm guilty of looking at stuff on the internet, what the, you know, people review the, the movies and stuff, yeah. but it was this farcical, it's supposed to be funny, of course, but um, theory that 
I think it was uh, World Class uh, Bull Shiters is the name of it. We can't swear in here, so I said it weird. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, uh, the, the guy said, had this real funny farcical idea that Rose was secretly a spy for the first order. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because, like, that's why she took out Finn. You know, he was about to display <laughs> it, you know, and so she had to take him out. And then she had to, like, you know, say, no, it's about love. And it's like, no, you know, like, again, she foiled their attempts, you know. Anyway. Nah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, so so they're fighting, right? Finn can't get to them. They're right. fighting on the, the 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 wreckage. Yes, and Ray gets the upper hand yep. and skewers Kylo Ren. But that's when he felt like when Leia died, right? Like he felt. Well, Leia, Leia died. felt it. I think Leia felt that and oh. said, and and I think that that. This is all stuff we had to put together in our head, which I'm fine with. I, maybe I have by to the way. rewatch it. I thought it was that that Leia dies or passes out and goes into that sleep thing, you know, like Princess yeah. Bride or whatever. Um, she goes to sleep <laughs> and then he's distracted and Ray is like, oh, he's distracted by his mom dying and skewers him. <laughs> like, oh, that's I, how no, I, I remember it. Am I wrong? So Because she does. I No, I don't know. Actually, I have to go back and see it now, too. I'm, I'm forgetting the actual. Like, I only saw it once. Yeah, me too. I'm forgetting the actual like pace of it, but at some yeah. point she skewers Kylo Ren. Yeah, and then Ray, showing that she's truly good, feels bad about that, <laughs> and and does what to him what we saw in the Mandalorian the week the movie opened right. with this force healing ability, which where she puts well. his hands, which puts her hands over him and you know shares her life force with Kylo, allowing him to to heal. In that, Leia takes her last ability and Jedi tricks the same way Luke did in The Rise and The Last Jedi. Yeah. And this is my opinion. Other people don't think so. She sends a vision to, to Kylo. Yeah. Who has now become Ben. Okay. She, she sends a vision to Kylo and off screen, you know, Ray's moved on. She's gone. She healed Kylo. He's left on the bridge of the wreckage. And all of a sudden, it's just a, fi- a picture of him looking out at the water. And you hear, hey, kid. Yeah. And I, I, I like jumped in my seat. I was in a dead house. The people that I saw the movie with, they were dead. Okay. They didn't move. They didn't clap like nothing. Like when the Lucas thing came across the screen, most people clap. They're all like, yep, next. Wow. How are you going to ruin this movie for me? Yeah. Like they, they all, or they were just tired, maybe. Oh, but so I like, that, I like yeah. elbowed the guy next to me. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then camera pans, and there is Harrison Ford. How did you react at first? I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I didn't care how he was there. I didn't care that we haven't seen this kind of thing. I didn't care that he that there's no way Han should be a ghost because he doesn't have the force. My thing is that Han Solo's back, and he's like one of my top three favorite characters in the movie. Okay. That Harrison Ford, who hated these movies, so he says. <laughs> I think he just and wanted want himself killed anymore. off, came back for this. Yeah. And it was this great, I thought, a very powerful scene Okay. that that ends with Ben trying to sit, figure out how he can tell his dad that he loves him. And he says, Dad, and he can't get the words, and he just smir- Han just smirks at him and says, I know. Yeah. Which is like his trademark line with Leia, that I love you, I know. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, so it struck you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got the feels on that scene. I was surprised because, admittedly, I didn't expect him to show up because 
it didn't make sense. Like, and I think that my brain was struggling at first to say, okay, what's going on? And I believe that, um, that Kylo Ren's line after that was, you're not really here. You're a projection or something, right? Of You're my, a memory. You're a memory, right? Which mm-hmm. I appreciated because then it allowed me to sit in the scene and my lizard brain wasn't trying to like figure, like, okay, what's yeah. going on? This isn't working for me. But when he said, hey, kid, at first, it sounded to me like Luke Skywalker. I'm like, see, that oh, would did be it? dope. You know, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. And then it was Han, and I was like, wait, wait a minute. He's not a Jedi. Why are we seeing his, why are we seeing it? And then You're he said, a memory. memory. Yeah, and then I'm, and, but then, and, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. No, that's what, in my opinion, to yeah. finish that part of the story, that's what Leia sent. Okay. And I like that's that That's what theory. Ben needed. I like that theory. And here we are, like, it's the fans that have to fill in the blanks. Right. And Which we did then, too. We had to in 1977, too. Yes and no. I mean, a yeah. lot of that stuff was also explained. What was great about 1977, or whatever it was, said, did you say 72? 77. 77. What was great about 77 was that we had this great exposition from Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it mm-hmm. was the and it was the opposite of what you're supposed to do. He told instead of showed. But right. that and but he was able to sum up so much of what was going on and like the mystery of stuff. He sat there in his old cabin and he stroked his beard. I think he stroked his beard. And uh, I yeah. haven't heard that name in ah. Let me yeah. see. Yeah, I, I can't do like, Alakin. By the way, your dad is dead. Liar! But, but he was like, but he was telling these, you know, these stories and, you know, yeah. kind of creating this whole, you know, the mythos was very succinctly kind of described right there. This is what's going on. There's Jedi, there's Clone Wars the first time. So we heard about the Clone Wars ever since that first movie, yep. which is kind of dope. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, you know, we kind of get that. We, I don't know. I, I felt like that was something that was missing where it wasn't, there was somebody that kind of said, okay, here's going on. The closest thing we got, I think, was Carrie Russell talking about Poe. Like, this That's is true. how you used to be. He was a spice runner. And then you're like, oh, wow, we have some exposition here. But yeah. um, but the whole thing with Han, to get back to your your your, your, your thing before, um, I don't know. For me, it took me out of it. I'm like, oh, that's like just to, because people are complaining because they kept killing off our favorite characters, <laughs> treating them like crap. You know, oh, like Han's a failed dad. He's a failed smuggler. You yeah. know, like he used to, you know, he used to be a hero. And then he just... You know, that's that's human nature. You know, human nature takes us back to failure. I don't know. I think that's the problem I have with these new movies is Mm. that like that's not always the case. That's not always the interesting path to follow. Failure. Yes. uh, You know, failure is something at least they're kind of painting it as failure. But I feel like these people learned from their failures in the previous movies and got past them. And I, I don't know. For me, I feel I have a hard time watching these same characters fail once more so that the new yeah. characters could could succeed that's i think that's my problem and i guess to, to kind of talk about the the saga as a whole this movie was supposed to wrap up the entire saga do you feel like it did right. that yeah i think i think we got a resolution because by the time this movie ended aside from Chewbacca, they're all dead. Um, and so, <laughs> we you know, kill, well, uh, um, Lando's alive too. Right. But he's, ter- he's secondary. Okay. To me, he, he's a secondary character. When you talk about our, our main characters, you got the big four. Yeah. You know, you got Luke, La- Han, Leia, and Chewie. Those are the big four. True. And, and you know, R2D2, C3PO, they're right there, but they're like never going to go away. <laughs> They're just always here, yeah. which is nice. It's comforting. Um, yeah. And be- so is Chewbacca. Chewbacca is yeah. comforting too. And, and so speaking of Chewbacca, I mean, we talked about Leia dying, but Chewbacca, talk about the feels, when he just th- 
like went into the throes of agony when he found out that Leia was dead. Oh yeah, I forgot. And that he wasn't there. They like they landed, and they tell her. You know that 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 general tells the three of them. You know Poe and Chewie and 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 Finn that Leia's gone. Two of them are like Chewie just falls to his knees. He just. I mean, what a performance by that basketball player that's in there. He he he. It was so powerful. It was the reaction that. A lot of people want to have, you know, that you don't see this. It's like Han dies and Leia kind of just like feels it and kind of like sits down. Or Luke finds out that Han's dead and Luke's just like, where's Han? Well, it's about like there, time. There wasn't that. that grieve. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, but it was yeah. Chewie just got to be like, no, this is too much. I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> and, you know, and he just lost it. And I thought that was fantastic, you know, that they got back and did that. But so Han came, he saved the, he saved Ben from Kylo did well you were uh, or it was Leia that did it so right or his it was memory even in memory did. yeah right in some way the the specter of Han Solo okay got to be a hero one more time uh, yeah again, after after being dispensed yeah <laughs> he, he, he got to be a hero one more time and and yeah. so Kylo is now Ben we're gonna have to refer to him Ben for the rest of the time we talk about this okay um which which is fine um, so while <laughs> Ben fine. is, Kylo's becoming Ben, yeah. Ray runs off to act two because she can't believe that all this has happened. Yeah. And she's like, I've had, I gotta get it. I'm going to do what Luke did and I'm just going to go disappear and hide. And she gets there and she's got her lightsaber and she says, I don't even want this anymore. And she goes to chuck her lightsaber and this hand catches it. And they pull back to reveal finally Luke has shown up. Yeah. This is, that and, was the Luke I remember. And or, in two lines of dialogue, completely retcons the entire Last Jedi. <laughs> and she says, well, you did the same thing. And he just looks at her and goes, I was wrong. Yeah. Like, but, but he said it with the wit and the sarcasm that Hamill played Luke yeah. in the other movies, which is what was missing from that second movie. It wasn't that same Luke. It was a different Luke. It was grumpy Luke, lonely Luke, which you've talked about many times. We don't have to go back into that again. We had the same Luke back. Yeah. We had the 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 Luke that we've loved, the Luke that we, th- and then he says, "This is not the way you treat a lightsaber." Even though Ryan Johnson made me do that, <laughs> you know, like it, it was Luke. It was Luke said the line to Ray, "I was wrong. I'm sorry." Yeah, but really, it was JJ giving the words to Luke Skywalker to be able to say to the universe, "I was wrong. I'm sorry." Well, like, it's please like this forgive is not- me. Yeah, this if is not how I would have done If we knew that Carrie Fisher this. was going to die, I wouldn't have died in the last movie. <laughs> like, like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I looked weird drinking the green milk. Like, it just, <laughs> I'm sorry for everything. I don't want to be told that I'm not smart enough to understand a Star Wars movie because I've heard that yeah. circulated, you know. And I've also seen, you know, like we've talked about, it, you know, the, how it's perfectly balanced. The three new characters between their wants and their needs, and the characters mm-hmm. that support and represent their wants and needs. Screw that. Just, just write a good movie, you know. It's, yeah. And and I feel like that's what JJ was trying to retcon with that one line, that one thing that he did. Like the, that was not the proper way to use Luke Skywalker in, in the other movie. Let's use him like this finally right. in this moment and give him this kind of like he was able to do the uh, um, the the helpful wizard, um, you know, old right. wizard kind of role, which apparently uh, George Lucas asked Mark Hamill about back in the eighties. He yeah. said, you know, would you be willing to come back and uh, kind of play the the old wizard role? And he and Mark Hamill's like, yeah, sure, but when? And George said, eh, 
around 2011. So he was talking <laughs> about it back then. Yeah. Like, that's kind of cool. You know, it was the moment of when you know Luke and Ben sit down, Luke and, and Obi-Wan, yeah. his ghost, sit down on the log, and he says, you told me my father was dead. And Obi-Wan's like, well... In a matter um, of speaking. You're going to find out that a lot of the things that we hold in, as truth really depend greatly on our own point of view. Which is cool. Which is an amazing line. Yeah. And really, if that line was like a uh, caution sign in front of each Star Wars movie, I think people would enjoy <laughs> it better. Yeah. That depending on your own point of view, you're either going to like this or not like it, but this is my point of view and this is what you're about to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, this and it cool. was that same line and, that, you know, that's what it was. And But it was so great to be able to have that final moment for Hamill to rescue his own character. Yeah. And, and well have that, f- that fun little scene, which was great. So all of this leads us to Ben and Ray now finally having to go face. We've talked about the Emperor. We talked about how he dealt with it and Voldemort and the ships arrived and the big endgame moment and Lando's head on your left and all these things that happened. But inside, you got Ben arrives and he's got to get there and he, he jumps across this thing into this giant chain and he just goes, ow. <laughs> which which he's like oh yeah he's humanized he's like he's he's Ben now and he's Ben because he's not wearing Kylo's outfit like he stopped at Old Navy and grabbed a hoodie on his way <laughs> kind of like when, when, when Luke stopped at Supercuts and got like the, the dye job and <laughs> the, the haircut dye, yeah, I know that totally messed me up when I saw that right. I'm like wait, wait so, hold on <laughs> yeah so this leads to this leads to a thing that you and I talked about offline about some piece that I know that was bothering you a lot was that so? Ray's inside. She's got two lightsabers now because now she has Leia's lightsaber, and we got yeah. to see that little training thing with Leia. By the way, that little flashback to Luke and Leia running through the woods training, which was cool. Which touched me too. Like yeah, I liked that, that very much. And that was Billy Lord. Billy Lord, her daughter, played Leia with a CGI face over her. That's cool. which was cool. But um, whoa, just hit my thing. So then um, they they're there and they're getting ready to battle, and she puts the lightsaber behind her back, and through their force connection which is so strong and they've built for this entire new three movies. She like force Venmo's him a lightsaber. Yeah. There's force 3d printing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you think, if, yeah, if just think it hard enough. There you go. And, and people are like, well, I've never seen that. Why would a force, why would the force be able to move something physical? Do you remember? Yeah. At on crate when yeah. Luke's ghost who we yeah. didn't know was a ghost at the time, shows up. He hands Leia a pair of dice. Yep. A but physical they, pair of dice. No, but they disappeared eventually. When they hit the ground. Uh, After Leia leaves in a, in a panic. I can't remember. I can't watch that movie anymore. Um, but yeah, it was it was something. <laughs> of, uh, but I remember them disappearing at a certain point. So they weren't the physical. Oh, okay, so. Yeah. All right. Well, then I, that totally debunks my entire conversation. <laughs> but no, but sorry, <laughs> no, but I forgot about that. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll have to confirm that online. You know, that in the comments, you know, leave us uh, your impression on whether or not yeah. you, you think that those dice survived. I don't believe they did it. I believe that they eventually disappeared, just like he did. I think the force has just got an uber ability, which I'm into new abilities. Like it's I think a lift. that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. you know the the force 3D printing is uh, like yeah. I'm okay with that, and the force healing again. That's it's cool. how they actually it's how they do Amazon uh, back in the day. <laughs> force they just, Amazon. They just think about it and it happens. So they fight. You know, em- Emperor Palpatine turns his energy on Rey. Uh, yeah. Kylo's already been dispensed down a hole. He's gone. Um, and Ray uses both lightsabers and shoots it back at the Emperor. Oh yeah, she crosses um, them. And apparently right. one isn't then, good enough, but two 
reverses Kylo the polarity. Com- Kylo comes out of the hole, much like most people think Boba Fett has from the Sarlacc pit. He comes, they fight, they kill the Emperor. Hey, okay, good job. Then Kylo, uh, <laughs> Ray's dead. She used all her power. She had to heal Ben. Yeah. Ben's alive now, finally. No, now Ray's dead. Well, I'll do the same thing back. And he goes and he heals her and sends the force back to her. And then they kiss, which was the worst moment in the movie. <laughs> was there a crowd reaction in your theater to that? I don't know. I Maybe I was too loud going, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> but it was the only time in this entire movie that I was taken out. That's yeah. the time I was taken out of the movie and thought, and I was I was Keith watching the movie, thinking about how the movie was being made, and yeah. I was like, no, yeah, see, and you don't want that. You just want to like End Game. I don't mean to keep going back to Marvel, but we, there yeah. were no moments like that in End Game where you were like, right. oh, now no, come on, oh come on, right, right. When Iron Man and Spider Man hugged at the very end, that was a reason. Feels the feels like this was, but like they had, you know, like. Kylo or Ben and Ray had this connection. It was fantastic. It was this connection that was so sure. strong through the movie that it made houses explode. I mean, it had all all kinds of things, but right. it never it never really had to like it didn't have to be a will they. It wasn't Sam and Diane. It wasn't you know Jim and Pam. Like they, we didn't need to know that. Oh yeah, I do love you, and now I die. Oh, it's like oh, it was very it was Romeo and Juliet, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess it was. I guess, except everyone was really dead, and they just kept, you know, no one pretended. Yeah, yeah like she but was yeah. dead first, and th- and then he came back, and he was like, you know, oh, but there was if there was a bit of poison. I can't remember my Shakespeare lines there, you know. And then he like right. he, but you know, yeah. Anyway, then so then that's it. That's Movie's it. over. We celebrate. We get to see Warwick Davis show up as as Wicket. Yeah, dancing yep. around. Yep, so nub. excited. Yeah, you know, Wicket, and that was great. And actually, uh, he just did an article. Uh, Warwick Davis just had an article. I can't remember where I read it now, but talking about how J.J. Abrams was like a little kid when Wicket walked onto the set. Oh, man. You know, and I'm like, that's that's the stuff. If you Google, I'm sure if you Google Warwick Davis, Wicket right now, that's going to be the top story that pops up. But um, yeah. So we get to see the celebration around all the different worlds, and we get to see everyone who's still alive be alive, and and, and it's great. And the saga's over. The saga's John, over. John John Williams' music sweeps in. Thank God he was alive to be able to do the music for all nine, because what a nice tapestry he wove between all. Because even in those prequels, yeah, which we're gonna have to talk about on a different day, because the more I've after watching this movie and I've been thinking about this saga, yeah, the more I think the Phantom Menace isn't as bad a movie as we all make it out to be. Okay, so you bring up an excellent point. How do the three new movies now color everything else? And to to what we were talking about before, everyone's now going back to Rogue One and saying, you know what, it's it's actually a pretty good yeah. movie, you know, except for yeah. you. And that's fine, you know, because like, again, that's <laughs> that, you know, like that's the idea is that everybody's got their like their different. I'll rewatch it and the different things, but yeah, the Phantom Menace isn't as bad. And apparently, like some people have also said that the way that uh, Jar Jar was written in the script, it wasn't as bad either. Like it's it's only when yeah. it was kind of produced, you know, and, and anyone who is like, oh, George Lucas should have done these three movies. It's like, you know, y'all were pretty pissed I'm off. I'm sure him. that there's a cut out there that doesn't have Jar Jar in it. Or there's got to be a Jar Jar less cut. Yeah. Jar Jar light. That, yeah. That you could see. I mean, it's good. But so let's talk about the saga in the last couple minutes we have here, John. Okay. By the way, I think you and I need to make an agreement that you and I are going to watch all the Star Wars movies. Okay. And talk about each one individually. That's not bad. As we go through, we'll rewatch it. We'll do a little rewatch now that we've seen it all. Yeah. Now that the saga has come and gone for us. Um, So here we are. We've seen all nine. 
Has your order of your top three changed at all now that you've thought about all nine as a totality? I can't remember what my my top ones were, but um, these these three movies haven't really changed that for me at all. Like, um, what was your favorite of these three of the newer Disney ones? Of the, of these three, uh, the Force Awakens. I mean, I, I felt like it was filled with so much, like you know, and I mean, regardless of whether you know, it, you know. Yeah, The Force Awakens. Uh, I guess the, <laughs> so, so it's Force so Awakens, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. That's your order of these three. Uh, uh, the Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. Yeah, my my brain had a bottleneck of all these different thoughts that I wanted to say. It was like it, oh, oh, it, it, uh, Force Awakens, fine. <laughs> it's, no, I'm just gonna put the top on the bottleneck and just leave it in there for yeah, the future. It's, it's like shh, 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 it's gonna be okay. Now, do you feel they keep saying the Skywalker saga? This is the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I don't think that means that we won't see Poe again or Finn or, cameos. Yeah, or I can see a Poe series. I don't know. I feel like they really dried him up. Like you know, I feel like the Force Awakens. I'm sorry, the the last Skywalker was like a character assassination of Poe, and then they kind of like finished him off here. He's like he's not as roguey and as interesting as maybe you think. You know, like the ladies don't like him anymore. Yeah. You know, he's he got not to be a little heroy though. He yeah. got to be heroy and snarky again. He got to be a little more the Finn yeah. or the Poe that we, especially because they kept him with Finn. Yeah, that cool bromance that we had going on. Well, I in heard the first that, one. I heard that they were actually. Um, uh, that it, I think it was uh, Oscar Isaac had had proposed to JJ that uh, that Finn and Poe had a had act, an actual romance, like that they mm. actually liked each other, and they were like, no, 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 we can't do that, especially at Disney. Um, so, <laughs> so that was proposed, um, you know. And then there was, I felt like there was this, in, you know, this inkling that that uh, that Poe liked Ray, and then also yeah. Finn liked Ray, you know, and like he was going to tell her something as they were sinking into the sand pit thing, and and then what he was he going to say? I, they made it sound like that he was going to say, like, I've always cared about you or like that mm-hmm. he had a crush on her or whatever, you know, and then they get to the bottom and they're OK. And he's like, ah, nah, never mind. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You know what he was going to say? What? He, too, is force sensitive. I, I believe that. I mean, I think that that would have been an interesting thing to explore, too. Yeah. And maybe we will. I, because I he's not Skywalker. True. And, and to your like, point, the about- Skywalker saga is what we talk. It's the big four. Yeah, that's the Skywalker saga. Right? Do you feel like this wrapped up the Skywalker saga? Do you feel like it's it's neatly wrapped and you and you you got an ending? Yes, because everyone's dead. <laughs> so we got we got to see a great moment from Luke. We got to have a nice moment with Han. We got to have and and you know kudos to the crew at Lucasfilms for keeping Carrie Fisher in this and not having it be a CGI with somebody doing a voiceover kind of thing. They did the best they very much could. True. But I do feel like some of the lines and situations were forced. There was one scene with, uh, who's the guy that, um, from alias that he put in there that he always has in his movies. Yeah. yeah. J- Grunberg. Grunberg. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one right. interaction between the two of them, which I was like, this, this kind of feels forced because it was one scene and they kind of wrote the scenes around her reactions yeah. and stuff. Right. But you're right. Other than that, it was impressive that they were able to keep her in there. Right. And so we had the Leia moment who gave of herself for the last great thing she could do to help save her son. Yeah. We saw Han, we saw, you know, and we, Chewie got his medal. Oh, Chewie got his medal, eh. <laughs> which is such a fan thing. Yeah, because 
it's just fans who said, why did Chewie not get his medal? Chewie didn't get his medal at the end because neither did C-3PO and R2. Like, it's like, like they had three yeah. medals. They had two medals. They gave it to the two of them. Leia didn't get a medal either. She should have had a medal. But it was the, the, the Falcon coming in last minute and taking out Darth Vader that allowed that, you know, Luke to right. destroy the first one. So I think that that's where the medal come from. I heard that, you know, in the fan fiction, which Disney retconned, or not retconned, uh, they disavowed with sidle away from yeah yeah they um that uh the wookies don't take medals like it's not in their culture to do so so that's why he didn't you know he just like he's like keep your medals i don't need that shit sorry stuff i like you know i like i liked it it was cheesy and corny but so is star wars man like there's so much cheesy and corny that's built into the wonderfulness that it is that i don't know that 10 year old keith was excited that chewbacca got a medal i like that I like that. See, I, I wouldn't put cheesy and corny in there. Like when 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 Leia says I love you and Han says I know, like that was they they did a couple of them, but like what stuck in the end was not cheesy. That was like badass. No, absolutely. Well, I mean, first of all, that was an empire and <laughs> That's like Empire is the the for yeah, most the people the Cadillac of of this saga. <laughs> well said. Um, you know. I I'll still watch the one-off movies. I don't know my heart was with these characters more than anyone else. Um, okay. I don't think any of the new characters sunk into me. I liked Ray. I liked Ray a lot, but I was more was excited okay. about about what Chewbacca was doing in this movie. I was more excited. BB-8, I think, was the best character to come out of the new movies, to be honest. <laughs> but he, but his his creation really pushed R two aside. Yeah, you know, because that robot can't do the things that BB-8 can do. No, BB-8 um, can haul, man. Like that. Yeah, you know, but I mean, if you think R2 was so important in the first three movies, but didn't really do all that much, then when you go to the prequels, all of a sudden he could fly and he had lasers and he had all kinds of craziness. Um, that he, why didn't he not have that as he got older? That his rocket boosters break, like he couldn't do it anymore. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but he was all CGI and it wasn't the same. You know, it, it wasn't, wasn't Kenny same. Baker sitting in a can. Right, and then. BB-8 can now go anywhere and everywhere and do whatever yeah. it is. You know, when he gave the thumbs up with his little lighter <laughs> to Finn, and, yeah, that, that stuff. You know, so these characters, you know, I, I look at it and there's not going to be a way. The reason it's called the Skywalker Saga is those original movies are going to be one of the most beloved things in our hearts. That's what hit us when we were five and seven and nine years old. Yeah. And and we owned all the toys and we, you know, all that stuff. Like as adults, we collected stuff from yeah. Star Wars, but we didn't play. I mean, we weren't there. We weren't in it. The way that you can do, I mean, I went to Disney and I went to Star Wars World, uh, Star Wars Land. And man, you're in the movie That's and cool. it's like you're 10 years old and you're playing with this stuff. You don't even have to clo close your eyes to pretend it's just right there. <laughs> like, I mean, I talked with Chewbacca like he was, I mean, to me, as a 44-year-old man, I know that there's a dude inside there, but I don't care. I was, it was Chewbacca. Like, I was just talking to Chewie. And it was it, flying the Millennium Falcon and eat, drinking blue milk and doing all this stuff that you always put yourself into. It's been a lifetime love for something. And they're not, you're going to fight and you're going to have arguments and you're going to not agree with what your love does all the time. Yeah, but there's always going to be something that you can take out of everything. And I think we have to also realize the Herculean effort that would have that had to take place in order to produce yeah. these movies that so much was based on. You know, so much right. of our nostalgia, so much of our pop culture is based on like that. I mean, it's not for the faint of heart, honestly. I mean, I'd give anybody credit, you know, for saying, yes, I will take on a Star Wars movie. You have to be either arrogant, uh, foolish, you know, foolhardy. 
or adventurous to kind of take on something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right, John, last thoughts on the Star Wars saga go. I mean, I was I'm left with a meh. Like like yes, it, like I think I mean, we talked about in the earlier uh, um, episode. It was a roller coaster ride. I enjoyed it at the time, but like a true movie leaves me with thoughts and thinking about things and wondering where the where the where the characters are going. Um, like you know, as the end of the Skywalker uh, saga, I expected to maybe see an Anakin Forest ghost, you know, or come in or see some or hear his voice talking to to Ben and guiding him back or something. I I don't know. He did hear Darth Vader's voice. But it was like, yeah, but it was, that was the emperor in the beginning, you know, I yeah. read with you the whole time. So it wasn't even Darth Vader's voice that was speaking to him. It was the emperor using his voice. So, yeah. Right. And again, I don't mind that kind of stuff, but yeah, I was kind of left with, yeah, I'm done. Like, um, and I think we've talked about this before. A true mark of a good movie for me is the rewatchability. That's not mm-hmm. a true English word, but, um, but how often do I want to, you know, kind of go back and see it? There's some movies that are like every time that I see them, I, I have to watch them, you know, like, um, uh, hunt for red october every every time they come <laughs> on and now it's the marvel movies it's like wow i'll watch that i want to go on that adventure again yeah and and even with the force awakens do you remember when it came out remember how we rushed to the theater to see yeah. it again we were talking about it back then um yeah. it's uh, we, i'm just not left with that i'm left with kind of like a uh, uh, like it's all, okay we're done okay good okay but anyway, Sounds that's good. that's my final thoughts. Like, you know, I think I'm going to be going back and watching the original movies um, with my kids. They keep asking for the prequels. Hey, that's cool. Um, and maybe The Force Awakens and stuff. But, you know, I'll watch The Rise of Skywalker when it comes on Amazon or whatever. But um, yeah. yeah, soon. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be sooner than later. Yeah, uh, but I think that soon. everything lives now in like the Mandalorian and, and all that kind of stuff. That right. Gonna do. So. Lots of cool stuff coming up. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. What were you left with? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm left in a happy place. I'm left with, I'm okay that there's no more coming out. Yeah. I'm okay with the story that I've been given and I've been okay with the characters that I love and, and I kind of just deal with it that way. And I'm excited for what's coming. I'm excited for season two of Mandalorian. I'm excited for this Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, to come out. I'm excited for some other things and and we'll go from there. But, um, John, I want to thank you for spending the time today talking about, uh, all things Star Wars on our new um, kind of podcast with a pop culture feel here at Mind of Modern Man. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank you to our patrons who still stand by us no matter how we change things. They've been staying there with us, and I appreciate them. Remember, you can join in the conversation with us. Find us at mindofmodernman.com, wherever you listen to this podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Hit those um, ratings for us. Leave us some comments. And on social media, at Mind of Modern Man. And uh, let us know what it is that you're looking for. As my grandfather always said to me, John, you do nice work. Not much, but what you do is quality. So long. <laughs>